What's up, everybody? This is Coach Greg Hoy with PlayingForEnvelopes.com. Yes, we are PlayingForEnvelopes.com, and the name of this podcast is Get Your Envelope, where we're going to talk about branding athletes, national recruiting, five stars, no stars, parents, coaches. We're all going to have them here on the podcast talking about college recruiting and the atmosphere of college recruiting. Let's get into this now. Day.com now. Find us on social media. Urban Media Today, your lifestyle information and blog website. Urban Media Today, dog sports. Trevor Day Jones, Coach William Greg Hoy. We got Nikki Porter, I mean, Ray Porter Jr. I apologize. We got, we got John McCann, Carlita Evans. We got George Harvey, my man Keith Flat Jr. Hey, this next gentleman that I want to talk about, I got to take him back. 2018, it's March Madness. It's the first round of March Madness. And there's this team from Ohio, uh, the team with the X, little white X. Got Xavier University taking on Texas Southern. And in this game, nobody's giving Texas Southern and Coach Mike Davis a chance. Two brothers, I'm going to mention, because one of them is right here. The other one was DeMontre Jefferson. Yep. And, but Mr. Lewis has something to say that day, too, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, man. Uh, I think it was like two assists. He had like uh, what, assists playing time, and I think he finished double figures, fourteen points. Um, do you remember that game? Because you all shocked the mess. I was going to curse, but you shocked the mess out of Xavier. Um, it won, but it was a good game. Man, that was one of my favorite games all time, probably. And uh, Mike Davis had me getting us prepared for the tournament since day one. So um, all preseason, we were playing against all high major schools. So when we got there, we was ready. We knew we could compete with them. And then we got off to a hot start. And uh, man, I just knew when I touched the court that I was going to leave it all out there because that was something I dreamed about since I was a kid playing in that March Madness tournament. So like, man, that was, that was an experience I could never take back. Now, the question for you in that game, I think you got, um, like you had 34 minutes in the game. Now, normally were you part of the starting five or did you come off the, like as a um, man? I came off the bench for the most part, um, playing time up and down. But um, uh, that day, I was feeling it. Mike Davis was rocking with me. So it just happened to be a great game. I mean, not a lot of people had us able to c- compete with them. Honestly, I feel like the game would have been closer, but I kind of feel like the refs took us out of that one. As the game got so close, I don't think they wanted a, a number 16 seed to upset a one. So. I mean, they did their best to keep it at a distance, and eventually it got away from us. I just finished up my last year at uh, Humboldt State, so now I'm just preparing for a pro opportunity. Tell us about the development, how it feels. Tell us about the mindset. Just go through all of that. Um, all right, so I came from JUCO, from Angelina College in Lufkin, Texas. So uh, when I got to Division One, um, I guess it was like a shock to me. Guys were much stronger, bigger, faster, so I had to adapt. But uh, like I said, Mike Davis had been preparing us, for, preparing us from day one. So once I got comfortable on that stage, I knew I could compete with anybody. I uh, watched my game grow. I lost a lot of weight. I got in better shape. So now I'm feeling like I can compete on any level. And, and let me throw this to the coach real quick. Uh, uh, coach Evans, when you see a young player coming through the high school game, 
um, and even yourself. Mm-hmm. How do you? I know. I know the goal is always to go to the next level. And as a coach, how do you develop a mindset just like the one that, that Mr. Moon has that he's going to go ahead and try to play football? Um, trying to encourage them to um, to work to their full potential because a lot of young athletes, and I was actually about to put you on pause and go get my son so my son can hear this because I'm working <laughs> with him every day about what he needs to do to work out because that's his dream. He wants to be in the NBA. And I said, well, you're not putting in the, I'm just being honest with him. You're not putting in enough work to even get a scholarship to, uh, you know, a division three school. You know, he's just not putting in the work to do it. So I would just, I would I always encourage my players to make sure that they're putting in that extra work. You always have to put in that extra work. It's not good enough to do your, um, just to do your daily routine. Just like uh, George, George was saying earlier, you know, Steph Curry put, makes a thousand shots. So you have to be ready to put in that work, if not more, in order to get to that next level. Uh, coach Evans, can you grab your son? Because this is important. Uh, we oh, I was going to say the same thing, Coach. Yes, I will say. Oh, hold on one second. <laughs> this is what it's all about. Um, mm-hmm. No doubt. dialogue. I mean, honored to have Robert on here. I know Robert, he's grinded, you know, coming from a really, really kind of, you know, he, I think he was behind when he first, first started the process. Um, but then when he got out in the real world, he saw what the difference was. And I know Robert's going to talk about that a little bit more. Um, and then, and then, the, and then the mental things, all the games that go, all the all the games you got to play at that level. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's another thing to be just a baller and you're scoring shots and you got all the girls, you got the gear, <laughs> you got you got you got the distractions. I mean, I mean, Robert, you went to an HBCU, right. uh, dope, right? Text, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that experience coming from like that, what you what you grew up in to that over there. What was that like? How was that adjustment? Uh, going to an HBCU was way different, man. When I got there, I can say I was behind, so I probably wasn't playing as much. But Mike Davis always emphasized, like, if you want to play, you got to get in the gym. So he like, if you want to play, you got to get up a 1,000 shots on the gun a day. So once I started doing that, he started seeing I was working more. He started to believe in me more. So I got on the court. But, like, at the highest level, man, you just got to focus, cut out all distractions, and you got to really grind if you want it. I'm intrigued at the fact that uh, a coach like Mike Davis ended up at Texas Southern. And then you have uh, Mr. Lewis, who's coming in for only the only year he played at Texas Southern uh, was his junior year. So what was that experience like, Robert, having that type of coach there and then making it to the tournament? Uh, it was everything I dreamed of. Like I said, that was – Going into college, my two goals was to win a championship and play in the NCAA tournament. I did both by winning the SWAC tournament and then playing against Xavier. And I can say Mike Davis, a no-nonsense guy. If you don't, if he don't see you in the gym ever, then you won't play for him. You'll be on the bench until he can get rid of you. So it's if you work, you don't play. Wow. And then you made the adjustment coming from, I, I guess you're, you're from Compton. Yeah, so from sir. Cali to Texas. Yeah. So not only are you away from home, but now you're trying to excel. Yeah, man, it's, it's tough. And you know, coming from the city to the country in Texas is, is way different. But like I said, if you want it bad enough, you'll make the necessary adjustments. So, so let's talk about the recruiting, because you guys know I, I own Plan for Envelopes National Recruiting. I put kids in college all over the country. So I really, I really just you know, like to hear the recruiting aspect 
I know, Rob, we talked about some offers that came in there, some opportunities. So let's talk about the transition for the recruiting process, HBCU uh, versus some of the other offers you had. Um, and, and how did you deal with that come out of high school? How were you think you were over, how were, how you think you were overlooked? I mean, I had your, I, I had all your other brothers. They already had big time offers. Let's talk about that recruiting process and your recruiting. Uh, coming out of high school, man, I had just won the first CIF championship for Compton in I think 49 years. I was division player of the year, but I had no offers. So I got with Coach Hoyt, and uh, we had went up to Stars in Anaheim. Got me with a trainer. We worked out hard. Got me in shape. And uh, slowly, little interest started coming in from Howard, Washington State, Oregon State. But I ended up having to go JUCO anyway. And then coming out of JUCO, I had offers from Louisiana Tech, Long Beach State. Um, I think all the HBCUs in the SWAC conference. So, I mean, going JUCO is not what I wanted, but it's what I needed because the offers end up coming eventually. So do you think you think it was your academics that put you behind coming out of Compton? How important was that? Uh, the academics was important, man. I didn't take it serious uh, towards the, sec towards the end, uh, second semester because coming off the championship, I thought we was the hottest thing walking. So, you know, I didn't really take it serious. I didn't do that well on my SAT. So that ended up pushing me towards the JUCO route. No doubt. And if I, if I can, Coach, I want to interrupt you just for a second, um, you and Mr. Willis. We got young Mr. Evans sitting up there checking in on the conversation, <laughs> sir. You got to introduce yourself. And I heard you trying to play hoops. So what is it that you're doing? And who's, who's your favorite uh, basketball player? Uh, Kyrie Irving. Oh, that's what's up. Can you play like Kyrie? <laughs> I was just speaking with you, man. <laughs> it's all good. But you're more than welcome, and thanks for coming in and checking in, because um, I think we're going to drop some knowledge that you might want to just check out. I know Mom says she got to bring you in. She's still being the coach. Look, she's coaching you. Got you right here on the show already. <laughs> That's what's up. But go ahead, Coach. Um, you have some more to talk to Robert about. Well, I just want to talk about, you know, you know, of course, I'm always talking about putting kids in college and the savings. What what, is, what was it like for a Division One basketball player um, when you were on scholarship? So you went from, you know, HBCU, then you transferred to uh, Humboldt State. What what's a what's a what's a day like, or what is what's a college day like for for a college recruit playing um, Division One basketball? It's a nonstop grind every day. So from the time you wake up, you have to have classes at eight a.m. to ensure that you don't interfere with weights and practice. So it's a it's a full work day. You're going from 8 till about 6 p.m. at night, classes, weights, classes. You got practice. Then you got to get in and work on your own. Then when you get home, you got homework. So it's a full work day. And by the time you finish with everything, you burnt out, you're ready to go to sleep, and you just wake up and repeat everything the next day. Right. So what about the facilities? Going to be coming from, from technical school to the Humboldt school. That's, that's a big difference, right? It's a, it's a very big difference. Uh, facilities were a lot smaller, but what I can say is Humboldt did have nice facilities. And since we were the only um, team in that town, the games would still be packed as to if we was at a D1 because they're a very small college town. So everybody will always come out to our games. So you went through the transfer portal. What, so let's talk, let's talk to people about the transfer portal and hybrid opportunities. Um. Well, lucky enough, by the time I trans uh, transferred, they had just changed the rules. So 
you no longer needed to go to the administration at the school you were leaving and ask for um, your release forms. You were able to just put your name in the uh, transfer portal and every coach in America automatically sees it. I think it pops up on their um, portal. So coaches will just reach out to you from there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I want, uh, and, I'll, and I'll pitch this to the, to the panel here. I know a lot of coaches across the country are, are literally shaking in their boots because some of these guys that are doing really well at, at the mid-majors and the lower D1s, you know, they got double figures, right? Some of these guys are killing it at that level. But they want everybody has aspirations to play, play on a higher level. Um, and so some of the college coaches around the country hit me up like, you know, Greg, man, just you know, keep me abreast of what's going on. You know, if I, if I, they want they want to know if kids are trying to transfer or if kids are available because you may you may you know, you may average double digits at a, at a lower division one school. But then you go to a, a power five school like a Indiana or a bigger school and you're not even getting, you know, you're not even getting, you know, five points because right. the level of competition is just different. Uh, so, the, so a lot of coaches around the country are, are concerned about, you know, the transfer portal, especially right now with the COVID-19, they're giving you that one year uh, waiver where you can play right away. So you don't have to sit out a year. Um, I could say if you look at the way college basketball is now, coaches really aren't messing with younger guys like they used to. A lot of coaches are taking uh, fifth year grad transfers. They're taking a lot more JUCO prospects. They're taking guys that that already been at a tough level to come in and play for them. They not they don't really have the patience to wait on young guys to develop nowadays. So it's a whole different ball game. Whoa, that's big stuff right there. It's halftime. We played a full game here. And Mr. Lewis just said something that's key that I think young Mr. Evans will be able to pick up on. We're going to come back after this quick timeout. It's Urban Media Today. Talk sports. Looking for some magic? Urban Media Today Radio for the very best in adult and urban music. Listen to us on our app at TuneIn or Live 365. Urban Media Today features great music, entertainment updates, HBCU sports, breakfast toast and jams mixes for your morning wake up, and sports. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and register to win prizes on a weekly basis. All right here on Urban Media Today Radio. Urban Media Today Talk Sports. We got Nikki, I mean, Ray Porter Jr. up there in the right left corner. We got Mr. Vince Butts. We got John McCann. We got Keith Flat Jr. We got Coach William Greg Hoyd. We got Mrs. Carlita Evans and young Mr. Evans. And then we have George Harvey and Robert Lewis on the call. And Robert was saying something that was really significant. Um, Robert, by the way, um, coming out of Humboldt State, about to go into the NBA, make himself eligible for the draft. But he was saying that during his college experience, well, now coaches are focusing on maybe not the young freshmen. They're, coach, they're focusing on grad transfers. Is that yeah. right? They want players that already have the experience. So fifth-year transfers have become a popular thing. And so as soon as they see names hit the portal, all high major schools are all over them. Well, so does that take away from AAU ball, coach, coaches? Yeah, yeah I, I was I was going uh, you know, talk to George about that because I was like, from the AAU perspective, I know you now Robert. I know you played in the AAU perspective. You know, my AAU guys, these guys are just trying to go to the you know they kind of go to the, the G League right now. They're just trying to you know really, guys are just trying to get the envelope. They're trying to go overseas. Um, you see the many many guys. Um, you'll see them all over social media. Guys that have gone over to Europe and played that one year. You got the Ball family. 
that, uh, you know, that are really pushing guys to go over and play overseas and then come back to the league. So AAU, AAU is changing even more of a, you know, you, I know you guys saw the, the HBO series, The Scheme, right? You know, you guys see all of the, the interaction with guys that are working angles to get guys that envelope. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow, I ain't familiar with that. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Check out that movie on HBO, uh, Chris Hawkins, Christian okay. uh, Hawkins. Check it out. Yeah. You get a chance. It's dope, man. You, it's not a chicken or something. But what, but what you're saying, what you're saying, Coach Hoyt, is like now more than ever, it seems like the line is is more clear where it's either an either or. Either you're trying to simply play ball or you're trying to, well, not even so much either or. I know Coach Harvey, you were talking about, you know, the academics being the most important thing. And, of course, that's what we always talk about. But it seems like, you know, with, with Robert saying these coaches aren't about trying to get these young freshmen in, he makes sound makes it sound like it's not about I'm looking to develop this young man as a great student. I'm looking for guys who can help me get wins, and it ain't about that academics. Coaches know coaches look at it like their jobs is on the line every day, so they don't want to take the time out to develop a young guy and uh, bring him along and let him go through his ups and downs when they can just get a guy who's who's already come from a from a top program, averaging about. 10 to 15 points that can just come in and play right away. They don't have to take the time to train them and develop them and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So then Coach Hoyt, Co Coach Hoyt, where does that leave you? I mean, do you have to go away from the academic side of it and say, hey, it's, it's about that that long-term that long-term envelope? Well, you know, in recruiting, each sport I treat differently. Basketball is a pro sport. I mean, you got a pitch count on your body. Let's, let's be let's be real. Let's just talk real and plain, guys. Okay, you, you know I, I mean you can only you can play basketball for so long. But if you want to play basketball at a level to, to get the get, to get the envelope or get money, you're gonna have to get yourself in that pro circuit as fast as possible. Now you see some of the guys that are jumping from high school to the you know to the developmental league, and and, I, and I'm all for it. You see guys jumping overseas, and I'm all for it because again, you could go to college. Okay, turn an ankle, tear ACL, and then you're done. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't know in these contracts, you can, you can, you know, if you have a really good uh, representation, you say, okay, look, I'm going to sign this contract, but in this contract, you're going to pay for me to pay for a state school. You're going to pay for my tuition. So you still get your, you still get the degree. You still get educated. But again, as, and again, just like the Monopoly game, everybody starts with more money than the black people. And so the blacks need to understand, like, we got to get in this business as fast as possible to get the resources to help the rest of our community, rest of our family. And yes, it's unfamiliar. Yes, it's unkind to say, or it's unpopular to say, well, I'm just going to go and jump and go get this and go get this money uh, in, in, you know, in Europe, something like that. But if you're going over to Europe and you got a guy that's learning, learning to speak a different language, he's branding himself, he's doing runway stuff, he's doing interviews, he's doing all different things to make money and revenue outside of the court, then he's come on the court and he's making a half a million dollars. Who's going to fault that guy? Mm -hmm. So you're saying there are contracts out there where Coach Harvey's son could say, if I get hurt while I'm trying to pursue this pro career, I will get my education paid for. Absolutely. You got insurance, Lord's London insurance. Then he also, when you sign a contract, okay, even if you sign it like uh, uh, um, Toshiba has a basketball team over in Japan. You can go over and play for Toshiba. You go, in your contract, you'd say, okay, listen, part of my contract is you pay for my education. 
let me ask this question, gentlemen, <clears throat> for the benefit of young Mr. Evans that's on the show. And I, I like this because this gives us an opportunity to actually pay it forward, so to speak. I mean, you got Robert Lewis on here who's coming out of college, about to go into the NBA. And they got young Mr. Evans who's just trying to start up and get his little basketball game going. Not little. Sorry about that, sir. But his, get his <laughs> basketball game going. Uh, but also, I'm quite sure with uh, Coach Evans being his mother, she's more concerned about his education and him yeah. developing the discipline along the way. Um, and I hear you all saying that. But weigh in on that. I mean, as you're speaking to a young man, what, what would stick out in your mind? What would be the best advice that you would give to him? Go to school, pay attention. Listen to your coaches and your teachers. Or get up those a get up those thousand makes per day if you really are serious about trying to make it to the league. Yeah, practice makes perfect. Yeah. Yeah, so, Coach Hoyt, Coach, Coach Hoyt, is there that you you recruit a lot of kids to go to college? Is there a certain percentage of of, of kids who are playing basketball that you do steer towards going to play professionally right away? Well, one hundred percent. Any any client that comes in for me for basketball is going pro. I, I'm just you can go pro. You gonna play you gonna play in Mexico, Brazil. You are going somewhere to play pro basketball. Okay, that's good. I mean, that's the end good. result. End result, yeah, everybody want to go to the league, right? That's dope, mm -hmm. okay? But again, I mean, if I come back from playing overseas and I played in Greece, um, let's think about a recruiter athlete. If I come back and I went to college, got my degree, I went over to Greece, played basketball in Greece, and I come back, and I'm sitting in, a, and I'm sitting in an interview room with my brand looking big, they're pretty much going to go after the kid that has the discipline, the travel skills, all these different things we taught our athletes to do to go in that interview and kill it because people want to be around athletes because athletes are what? Discipline. They put the time in. They travel. They know how to manage their, They know how to manage different things. They know how to manage stress levels. So people, a lot of people like to be around those people. Enterprise rent a car. They, they hire, 99% of people they hire are all former athletes. Okay? So this is the kind of thing I have to have Again, with our athletes, now whether they're black or white, I don't, I'm not I'm saying that, but I'm just saying even within the black community, we have to make sure that everybody else is playing Monopoly and they start the game with $1,500. We started with zero. We got to get our, get our money up so we can get in the game. Yeah, that's good, though. That every league, you could go to the – every league ain't got to be the NBA. I'll take going overseas and all that. I, it's actually two dudes from my neighborhood right now that's overseas, and they're, they're, they're loving it over there, DeAndre Kane and DJ Kennedy. They, they had a little cup of tea in the NBA, but they weren't traded in the world. Like, they, they traveling, they're playing basketball, and they're getting paid. And I think that's excellent. You ain't got to go to the NBA. It might not be for you. You might not be talented enough. But there's always other leagues where you can get paid, man. And that's what I love about that. And I think that that's good as you're doing that, man. You're opening up avenues for these kids. Right. Right. That's awesome stuff. And what I heard throughout all of that, and as I look at, at Mr. Lewis over there, um, because he looks like a picture of discipline. It looks like he's focused. And it looks like he knows when to have a good time. But at the same time, he's put in his, he's gotten his bumps and his bruises. And he's ready to focus and do his thing. Um, and so what I'm saying to you, young Mr. Evans up there, is listen to these gentlemen. Uh, it's time to put the, 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 uh, the, the Xbox down. Uh, time to put the, the, the game down and go out there and hone your craft. Because uh, the more that you hone your craft in the books and on the court, then you right. can be like Mr. Robert Lewis right there. That's good. Mm -hmm. can, I, can, I, can I ask the panel this question? Sure. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Has anybody on this panel heard of a Anta? No. Well, yeah. sir. 
Blue mm-hmm. Company. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson signed with them. What's that, Robert? Clay Thompson signed with them. Yeah, see, I mean, mm-hmm. you know that because you're in the business, so you cheat. I gave you cheat code. So, all right. So, Clay Thompson. All right, y'all never heard an answer. But Clay Thompson signed a mega deal. Okay, mega deal, mega shoe deal with Anta, eighty million dollars. Eighty million, fellas. So, okay, what shoe do they put out? It's an Anta shoe. Anta, Anta. Really? That Chinese company? Yeah. They got like they got like Foot Locker over there. They got stores. They got gear. Wow. You, if you see D Wade with Leaning, he did the same thing. Him and Russell. Good point. So, I forgot all about that. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so we're talking about the business now, and especially, you know, you, you, basketball is way different from football because basketball, you don't wear no mask. They see your face. So you can, you got to use that to your advantage, um, you know, in branding. That's what, they're, that's what they're doing now in sports with the NCAA. Just, they just came out with that ruling yesterday that they're going to allow, you know, companies to come in and help these athletes make these revenue. Um, at the at the college level, I mean, it's a, it's a you know it's that's why Ed O'Bannon with George was talking about earlier, coach was talking about earlier, is that Ed O'Bannon freaked that when I played Ole Miss, I was mad because I, I couldn't get no money. Yeah, he paid me away, man. I was big for years. He's been fighting for that, right? Well, and that's interesting that you all bring up Ed O'Bannon because I remember Ed and Charles playing for UCLA, my two brothers, um, mm-hmm. and it's just crazy how it just took one brother to stop everything and say, hold up we should be getting compensated because at that point in time, I think the video games with EA Sports had just really come out. Um, yeah, so it's not like it had been out for him. Go ahead. Yeah, he, um, he, actually, um, he actually put a story out. He said him and his brother and a couple of his buddies from around the neighborhood were actually playing the, the NCAA game. And he said when he got finished playing it that night, he went to bed and he said, you know, this game costs – uh, fifty nine ninety nine, and he said, "You can imagine, every kid, including myself, and every adult probably who loves video games, had NCAA basketball or Coach K. Those are the two best basketball games out when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So you times that by thousands and thousands of people, you know. And and he said to himself, I should be able to get a percentage of that because the NCAA was using his brand. It was his silhouette." The only mm-hmm. thing they weren't allowed to use weren't they couldn't use the names. Right. Well, they used his height and everything. And the number. Born, the year he was in. Like and these guys the got not one dime from, from that revenue that the NCAA um, uh, got from those video games. Right. And for that matter, EA Sports. Well, it reminded me of um, and I'm sure we've all seen it. The five five the Fab Five story that was on ESPN years ago which was an excellent story, and just hearing Chris Chris uh, Weber telling his side when he said, you know, I'm sitting here walking around, can't even afford no pizza, no gas from my car, and I'm looking at a sporting goods store seeing the number four hanging up. And like you said, George, I'm not getting a percentage of it. So this is definitely long overdue. And Robert, I think you said the jersey was $75. So yeah, and Robert, how did you feel when you saw your, uh, when you saw your jersey in, um, for the first time? As a D1 athlete, seeing your jersey out there, was anybody wearing it? Did you ever come across that? Like, man, that's uh, me. Nobody wearing it, but you could see it around, like, the student store and stuff. So it was right. it was surprising, honestly. I was just happy just to see that moment. But, I mean, it's great now for kids to be able to get paid off of it. 
But but do we have to be careful about not trying to have it both ways? Because take, you know, the action lately of kids going straight to the G League. Should we should we not have pity on on me if I decide to go straight to the G League and flame out and end up with nothing? You know, the, the NBA doesn't know me anything, the NCAA doesn't know me anything. I made that decision. So should we all be okay with saying, young man, if you go that route, it's on you? I think you just got to know who you are as a player, know if you're ready for that next level or not. Yeah, I, I agree I, with that. Agree. Go ahead, Brad. I definitely agree. I'm sorry. I agree. And, I, and, and it goes back to my point earlier uh, when I talked about education. Uh, what, what good is it if you can't spell basketball, if you know what I mean? So if those avenues and those streets are closed, we definitely have to have something to fall back on whether it be a trade, uh, in any type of degree, because like we said earlier, I believe basketball uh, is the toughest sport to go pro in, meaning NBA, you know, over here in in the States. So our young gentlemen and young ladies, we just got to make sure that we we push that education. You know, when I was growing up, and it's unfortunate that some of these Nike camps and Metro and Five Star, those were free when I was going to those camps. Now they're charging, you know, thousands, thousands of dollars for these kids to go to camp and they're not learning anything. Yeah. You know, these kids come out of the camp and they still don't know how to use a left-hand layup or shoot off the backboard. Everybody or wants to shoot and go to the hoop. Nobody got the foul line jumper like Kevin Johnson no more. Or, or exactly. And, you know, and we, we talked about AAU for a hot minute. Some AAU programs are $1,200 and these kids don't even get in the game. Wow. So what are these kids learning? And, you know, from that, we, we need to make sure. And that's why, like I said, I try to touch every kid and teach them the basic of basketball. But while I'm teaching basketball, you can ask anybody that knows me. I'm always teaching. We got to get your education. We got to make sure that we put education at the top of that list. Nothing wrong with pursuing a career in sports. But that education is going to allow you to make sure nobody does take advantage of you when it comes to signing contracts or you're doing your businesses. Education. And once we get that education part, man, I think we can move forward and help these young uh, ladies and these young men pursue your. Uh, Y'all, y'all forgive me for, I, I keep harping on this point. So take what coach Harvey just said just now, and I'm going to come back to you coach Hoyt. If Coach Harvey comes at you harping on education, do you have a conversation for him? Oh yeah, I definitely have a conversation. I mean, I just, I mean, it's, you have to check your bench. I mean, if your bench is preaching education, you go at your bench. You also have other people's benches that are going to be talking about, you know, hey, let's let's incorporate this education, but let's make sure we get into this business. You know, you can only play for so long at a at, such, at a high level. Like again, some of these guys that go to right. the NBA, they freaks, man. They guys that can maintain that level. I mean, that's why you see the low management com- theme coming up now. And I want to talk about that a little bit. But just, I mean, you got to understand is that, you know, we all had a pitch count on us. Everybody on here, uh, you know, uh, you know, Coach Harvey, myself, everybody, at the end of the day, it's going to stop, man. You gonna, you know, and, I, and I'm pretty sure Robert dealing with that now. Like, you know, Robert, you only got so much longer, you know, before you start, you got to get a contract before your body starts changing. Okay. Um, and, and I just, you know, talk to John just kind of addressing that. It was like, you just got to check your bench. If your bench is telling you, hey, we need to get this education, and that's how you roll. Okay. But other people's benches are going to say, hey, we can use this 
to get into the business of sports, you just check your bench. And then you try to incorporate that and try to bring people bring people to where you are if they, you know, if they get it. If they don't, it's okay. It's, it's, it's more than one way to get there, right? We all agree on that. But this is just an avenue where I see because of what, I've, what I'm doing now currently in the business by putting kids, more and more kids in college, more and more kids opportunities with their brand, more and more kids – the, uh, uh, you know, press releases. We're, we're typically, we're like a PR company. We're just basically giving kids opportunity to be nationally known like Robert so we can say, listen, I had all these offers. That's a great conversation, even on this podcast. You guys just heard how many offers you have, Robert? At least 10 plus. That's a great conversation piece. You know what I mean? Not only did he put the work in, but he's a recruitable athlete by all these universities to give him free money. I went to a junior college, so I'm always with the junior college transfer. I love the JUCO transfer. I love the story every time. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's the end of the third quarter. We play a full game here. We got the fourth quarter coming up. We got Urban Media Today is your source for entertainment, news, sports, and lifestyle. It's your online resource for health and fitness, providing tips to decrease your heart disease or increase your good spirits. Well, you can't find who made the top picks in HBCU sports or what part of the country is most exciting or affordable to travel with the entire family. Urban Media Today is there to provide you with all that you need and just a click away. Log on to UrbanMediaToday.com now. Find us on social media. Urban Media Today, your lifestyle information and blog website. Every media today talks sports. Trevor A. Jones, Mrs. Carlita, or can I call her Coach Carlita Evans? Got George Harvey, got William Greg Hoy. We got, um, man, Ray, that's confusing me. I always want to say Nikki. We got Ray Porter Jr. We got the big sponsor, John McCann, keep playing Jr. I must leave you alone, man. But you know I can't help myself when it comes to that. We're talking hoops. Man, have fun. Great points being made, and uh, John, and actually Coach Boyd made a great point before we left. Um, he was having a conversation with Coach Harvey talking about education and business uh, and, and making sure that the athletes are focused on both. Robert, we're coming right back to you, fam. You're a famous player. You're on campus. You're making things happen. You go to the NCAA tournament. John said you're partying the whole time you're at HBCU. It was just to, to the gym, to school, and home for me. Well, my, my point was, before before Trevin tried to distort the issue, <laughs> my point is, you can go to Duke or UNC or, or, or majority white school and, and party yourself oh. out of school as well, is what I was trying to say. I didn't, want, I didn't want us to leave this conversation having disparaged HBCUs. Oh, yeah, that, that's anywhere, Trevin. man. That's anywhere in the country. Yes, sir. No doubt. And uh, big up to HBCU. I went to Norfolk State. You got Texas Southern right down here. So it's like, yeah. hey, we, we got the utmost respect for them. Um, and I, the thing I like about HBCU, if I can't put the plug in here, though, um, I would suggest even, and I hope Coach, Coach Evans doesn't get mad at me, um, young Mr. Evans up there with all the potential he has, I hope that one day he ends up at HBCU because it's about family. And Robert can attest to this. It is a family. As you're going through the, the, the uh, classes, Professors are looking at you, and you have like a connection with the professors. Uh, the professors have a connection with your coach. Um, when you're walking around campus, it's like people know who you are. Uh, whether you're famous or not famous, people know you. Yeah, everybody know everybody. It's a big family atmosphere at HBCU. Wow. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I really, prior to going to it, I, I didn't really know much about it. Like, I've, of course, I've heard of it, but. Actually, hearing about it and actually being there is a, is a totally different experience. And, like, man, I loved it. I had a blast up there. See, that's I was, like, growing up in Compton. I hear you, Trey. Uh, 
it's hard, man, but fortunate enough, me and my three brothers was able to make it out. Coach Evans, if I could come up to you real quick. Um, yeah. you, you heard uh, um, George and you heard um, Greg um, talking about the athlete, the business aspect, and the education aspect. With you mm -hmm. coaching the young ladies coming up through P, uh, through Peabody at one time, and you being a player yourself, how do you deal with that? Like, how do you prepare the minds um, to be able to face the challenges that they're going to face? Because some of them are going to be successful at the next level. Yeah, I, I think in, in my tenure coaching at Peabody, I had, uh, out of the eight years I was there, I had one student go to, that continued on with uh, a basketball career. Um, but it, it wasn't about, it's comparing Peabody to Winchester, my um, experience in both of those schools, I, what Winchester is not, it was not a challenge for me, it's not a challenge, because all of those kids are intelligent, smart, they come from, you know, well-to-do families. Mm -hmm. I like being at Peabody because I'm a product of Peabody, so I can relate more to the kids there, because I, I grew up in that same situation, so it's, you know, just a, a lot of lessons, you know, with, with dealing with the young ladies, trying to keep them focused, not only just to keep their grades up to stay on the basketball team, but just to get through school and just to graduate, period. It was, it was a struggle. Mm. Wow. But I, I appreciate that experience. I appreciate that experience more. Coach, Coach Evans, can I, can I chime in on that? I'm a, I'm a yes. recruiting guy, and, I, and so I'm, I'm constantly trying to, tinker with this recruiting aspect. Okay, I own a national recruiting company. I have kids all over the country that I work with high school coaches. And so mm -hmm. I see a coach like you that's at, um, say, a Peabody, and you just made a profound statement that you only, in eight years, you only have one athlete um, go on. Was it that the athlete, that was it, was it that athletes were not prepared to go to college or they just didn't have a pipeline or, or anyone to kind of give them a roadmap to get there? both they didn't have they didn't have the pipeline i i did what i could with the connections that i had um and just just the family support you know a, a lot of kids are worried about you know staying home and helping their families you know financially you know helping their families so you know to to break to break that cycle is and and i even went through it myself you know breaking that cycle i even when i graduated from peabody i wanted to stay home and work and help my family but you know i had i had support you know telling me that you know you'll be come come off better in the end by attending college sure. which i did so now i'm in a position where i can go back and and still you know share my knowledge and you know what i've learned along the way you know with some younger kids that you know that i that i'm with right so as a i mean as a coach this is where I always really try to try to express to my clients and parents is that a lot of times it's just hard on the coaching staff because how much time can you really give to recruiting? I mean, this is all we do is recruiting. We don't do, we don't have jobs. We don't train. We have, uh, you know, workers all over helping kids get recruiting. But as a coach, you are, I mean, you, I mean, do you feel, did you feel like you didn't have enough time? You didn't have enough relationships that there, you know, what, what was it as a coach? As a coach, I, I did not have enough time. Um, I'm, I wasn't a full-time teacher, so I'm just there two to three hours in the evening, you know, with coaching and basketball games. That, that was it. That's all the time I had.
Um, I'll chime in real quick. Um, when I when I went to Peabody, um, as you were talking about the struggles, um, that's when kind of the gang violence was was starting to really be uh, something real terrible uh, here in Pittsburgh. I used to always want to kiss the ground when I made it into the school because I felt sick. So when you put that added pressure on, you know, kids struggling to get to school. Then when they get to school, um, hate to say it, but sometimes what the kids were wearing, some kids would have holes in their tennis shoes, holy shirts. So now they're being talked about, you know, they're, they're being teased and their names getting tossed around school. Then they have to go home. They don't know if they're going to eat, you know, maybe mom and dad, you know, aren't doing too well and they have to take care of the brothers and sisters. So for a 15 year old, that's a lot. It was tough, man. But I know the teachers at our school, they did the best they could and they really cared about us. But sometimes, you know, the streets really got a hold of a lot of these kids. You know, we got to do a better job, um, especially like, you know, uh, Mr. Young Evans is watching, you know, whatever resources that we have for these kids. And sports is a way for these kids to stay out of trouble. Robert, Robert, can you deal with that? Come to Compton. Man, like you were saying, uh, streets is undefeated. It's still around to this day. And uh, growing up for us, I mean, walking to school is is gang violence everywhere. But um, luckily, we had sports. For the most part, it does keep you out the streets fully, and uh, it saved a lot, it saved me and my brothers' lives, and and a lot of my friends' lives as well. And, and Coach Evans, if I can, it's no different for the ladies. No, no, not not in that era now um but i i i think for me i was a, a little bit respected a little bit more because i pl i grew up playing with the guys so you know i can i can hold my own a little bit you know even playing with the guys so mm. true statement i can attest to that true statement <laughs> <laughs> the regulars know the guests don't but this is what we're going to do and we're going to go around the table and what we want to point out is anything that's on your mind that stuck out in your mind this week, or anything that you just want to get off your chest and talk about, we're going to start with Ray Porter Jr. Thank you, good sir. I wanted to say uh, thank you to um, Carlita and George um, for being a part of the show. I They jumped, they, they immediately just jumped in my heart because um, I remember watching them back in high school when I first came to Peabody, seeing uh, Carlita and George making headlines, you know, dominated. In, in their in their respective sports and, and basketball and uh, led Peabody to the title. So one of the things I appreciate about you both was the fact that each of you were always humble and always approachable. Vince Butts, what you got, Vince? Yeah, I'm glad to have this opportunity to uh, to give us some good folks uh, another another awesome show. Just want to kind of remind people to to stay safe. Um, you know, I know the NBA and, and other sports leagues want to get back to. Uh, games and whatnot, but uh, I think we have to keep in mind to like to still stay safe, uh, to not put ourselves in a, in a situation where we take, uh, we try to take a step forward but take two steps back and, and make this uh, make this pandemic, um, you know, bigger than it than it was the first time. Keith Lad Jr., Mr. Excitement, he's always a ball of energy. If you ever watch Keith, he's ready to go. What you got, Keith? Uh, I want to give a shout out to the first HBCU player that was drafted this past week in the NFL draft. His name is Lachavius Simmons. He's an offensive lineman for Tennessee State. He was picked by the Chicago Bears. And also, Alex Taylor, South Carolina State. He got picked up by the Cleveland Browns. He was number one on my draft board. 6'9", offensive lineman. I wish both of those guys good luck. 
My man John McCann, what you got, John? Let me give you a good look and a bad look. A good look for Coach Evans holding it down with the guys back in the day. So she must have started the whole Title IX thing. <laughs> my, bad look, my bad look is at Coach Hoyt. Because I'm mad at Coach Hoyt. Why? Because if he was around, I might have got a Division I stuff. <laughs> right. Coach, what you got, Coach? Well, um, first of all, man, I'm always late to be on here, man. You know, black excellence at its best. Look on the screen. We talk about this every week, you know, uh, see, you know seeing success success in blackness. This is awesome. Uh, Coach Evans, uh, you know, whatever I can do to help your son, we'll have that conversation. My number's available. We talk about recruiting, anything like that. I can help you out with your program, getting your girls on. I do, I do a lot of with girls basketball around the country. So let me know. Uh, Coach George, let me know if I can help you out. Any of any eight kids just want to talk, have a conversation about basketball, we can do that. Um, as you guys know, the um, – NCAA just, uh, uh, you know, just made that ruling that the likeness can come out. And I really want to stress that if you know athletes and families, that the tax liability and the financial um, exposure for these athletes is going to be huge. Nobody's talking about, uh, you know, he's talking about, oh, you can, you can, you know, you can do a brand, you can do a deal, but let's just talk about taxes and, you know, 18, 19 year old guys that don't understand the business of, the, of, of paying taxes and financial literacy. That's what's going to be important right here for these next, uh, I'm going to say, 18 months. Educating our athletes, because you know, they're definitely coming after the black athletes because we're the ones that are bringing the crowd. Okay, so make sure you get behind your family, friends, have that conversation. How about you, Mr. Harvey? We'll go with you next. You know, scrolling through Facebook, always, you know, pay attention to my buddy Ray. Um, you know, I always follow what he does. He's been an inspiration, and he really doesn't know it, but. You know, I'm, I'm not a Facebook guy, but I do follow the people that, that I feel that are, you know, special to me. And he's one of those uh, guys. So thanks for having me on. And thanks for those kind words. Um, and the last thing I would like to say is, uh, can we please, can we please stop this LeBron versus Michael? Yes. <laughs> put out a, somebody put out a memo. All right, Coach Evans, let's go with you. What you got, Coach? I just want to thank everyone for all those kind words and all the knowledge and everything that you're sharing with myself as well as my son. Um, he he was on his game, um, so I had to snatch him off his game. And every opportunity that I get, that I know he's going to get, you know, some some knowledge out of you know the words that you uh, gentlemen are speaking. I really do appreciate it. And Ray, I'm so glad that you're finally doing some work. <laughs> hey coach just keep in mind that you guys now have a network so you're connected with all these gentlemen on the screen um, yes. that goes for everybody here so uh, please reach out last but not least mr robert lewis fam what you got man and good luck to you Go ahead. Uh, oh, man first i just want to give a big thanks to coach hoyd um for saving three young men from turning back to the hood and actually pushing us to go on to college and then i just want to say thanks to all of you for having me on here no doubt. It's Urban Media Today Talk Sports. Um, I'm going to keep it short. That being said, as I say every week, if you're walking around mad because you got to wear a mask, if you're walking around complaining because you got to put gloves on, if you're walking around complaining because you got to stay at home, the blessing in that is you're alive. It's Urban Media Today Talk Sports. You got Trevor Day Jones. You got Ray Porter Jr., Vince Butts. 
Coach William Greg Hoy, John McCann, Coach Carlita Evans, got Coach George Harvey over there. You got Keith Black Jr. I almost forgot to keep. And he got my man Robert Lewis at the bottom. Robert, good luck to you, brother. Urban Media Today talks sports every week on Urban Media Today Radio, where you can listen in on free music and podcasts on our SoundCloud station at Urban Media Today. And for more information, log on to UrbanMediaToday.com, your lifestyle, entertainment, and sports blog website. Wow, what could I say? Another dope podcast. Get your envelope. You can follow us on Instagram at Playing for Envelopes. Or you can always go to our website at PlayingForEnvelopes.com. And remember, get your envelope. <laughs>